Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction. It is created by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Chapter 40 The Power Battery The elevator doors close in front of Vincent and Chase as the elevator silently speeds upwards. Chase's thoughts are still focused on Gabriel's decision to have Vincent accompany her on the mission. Chase thinks to herself, could it be some form of lesson? But if so, why risk Vincent or the soul she is meant to retrieve? There had been many times since Chase arrived at the campus that she has clashed with Gabriel over several issues, including his belief in the one being who could change the tide of the war for the Angelics. That being is supposed to be Vincent, and yet Gabriel chooses to put him in danger. Vincent can sense Chase's doubts, another skill slowly manifesting itself within him. During his training, he became aware of several beings around him and could feel the various power levels, and yet he was not able to tell who any of them individually were. Now he can feel that Chase is worried about her mission, as well as Vincent's safety. I know I have a lot to learn, Vincent begins. It's so strange. The more I'm around you, the more I see, the more I feel. I'm not saying I'm ready. I know I've made mistakes, but you've saved me. Chase, I would do anything you ask. Chase can see in Vincent's eyes that his words are true, and he believes them. Vincent would do anything for her, and yet that is not the point of her concern. Chase has seen so many angelics with the eyes just like his fall in battle, and they were far better trained. Vincent, you need to understand that we bring all our failings with us from when we were alive. I have told many people this. We are not angels. In other words, we are not perfect. We are just as flawed as we were when on earth. But with Gabriel, it's, well, it's different. He was human, but he spent so much time with the angels. Let's just say he thinks a little bit different than us. He seems to see things we cannot or will not see. Still, the problem isn't you, it's just, well, it's not you. Before Vincent can respond, the doors to the elevator open into a large room similar in size to Gabriel's office. However, this room is filled with various equipment scattered across the room. Vincent looks at each piece of equipment, wondering what each one of them does. Each of the walls are crystal clear and from them Vincent can see a panoramic view of the campus grounds. As Chase and Vincent step out of the elevator, Vincent realizes the floor is also see-through. Towards the center of the room and beneath the floor, Vincent sees a large crystal cube pulsating with energy. He can feel the immense power emanating from the cube, but does not sense a presence from it. That is our power source, Jonathan says slowly approaching them. 
Jonathan smiles, adjusting his glasses and white lab coat. He reminds Vincent of a man he used to watch in the park. Tall, medium build with dark skin, hair, and eyes. With an accent he is unable to place. Welcome, Vincent. Lola has told me about you. I was wondering when you would grace us with your presence, huh? Lola stands up from behind some equipment and scoffs at Jonathan. Wearing an identical lab coat, Lola walks up behind Jonathan, smacking him in the back of her head. Her look of annoyance changes to a large smile as her eyes lock onto Vincent's. He was training, Lola says. You are lucky I even showed you the data. What data? Chase asks. Lola turns and walks towards a large computer terminal near the rear of the room. Tying her long black hair into a ponytail, Lola begins hitting a series of symbols on what appears to be a keyboard. A few seconds later, more words and symbols appear on the screen. Chase walks closer and begins studying the data on the screen as Vincent looks on, unable to understand what he is seeing. Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you, Chase, Lola begins. Beverly sent me the data on Vincent when she scanned him. It is incredible, and believe me, I don't say that much. Tell me about it, huh? Jonathan interrupts. His power levels are off the chart, but can he control it? N no, n not yet, Vincent answers. And yet, you're going on a mission? Jonathan questions. That's Gabriel's call, Chase responds, turning from the screen. Vincent has a lot to learn, but it's strange. He seems to catch on to things so quickly. But the problem is control, Lola interrupts. Vincent's power levels spiked when he was in the chamber. Perhaps it was due to contact with the energy field outside the library, but normally we don't see a spike like that unless... Unless someone has access to their red life energy, Jonathan interrupts to the chagrin of Lola. But we should not talk about Vincent like that, huh? It's rude. Jonathan places his hand on Vincent's shoulder and guides him towards the center of the room. Vincent can feel the increasing energy radiating off of the cube. As he draws closer, he can see the multicolored energy within the cube and recognizes it immediately. Yes, Vincent, this is from the live stream, Jonathan says as if he can read Vincent's thoughts. We believe in all incarnations of the campus. This main structure was always built around this tier in this dimension. This cube keeps the energy locked in and is fed to every system in the campus. Think of it as our battery. Vincent kneels down and touches the floor just above the cube. He is hesitant, wondering if he will feel something similar to what he felt when he touched the energy barrier that surrounded the library, but he feels nothing. His power levels, Lola whispers to Chase, it's more than just raw power or a high concentration of life energy. What do you mean? Chase asks. Well, normally when we scan a demonic or an angelic, we can identify their life energy. We can even tell how much of their total life energy is dominated by the red or the white life energy. But with Vincent, it's different. 
Chase looks over to Vincent, who is still kneeling above the cube. Blue life energy? Chase asks. Oh, it's definitely there. But there are other types we just can't identify. Lola lowers her voice even further. When I scanned Vincent, it feels like when we scanned the life stream. I can't explain it. Returning to his feet, something Jonathan said jumps into the forefront of Vincent's mind. Is this dangerous? Vincent asks. No, not at all. Lolo answers, flashing a smile at Jonathan, knowing she took his answer from him. The cube itself is made with the same type of energy that allowed you to walk through the life stream. We still do not know exactly what type of life energy it is. However, we do know that there is no danger of it leaking out. Hmm, perhaps, Jonathan says. But it could be overloaded. And honestly, that would be... Chase walks over and pushes Jonathan to the side. As she walks past him, she flashes him a stern look. We don't need to talk about things like that, Chase says. We need to focus on the mission. Lola nods and with a few more keystrokes changes the information on the screen. Vincent stares at Jonathan's glasses, pondering why he would even need them here. Vincent, pay attention, Chase says, snapping Vincent's eyes forward. This is a soul we have been tracking for some time. Far too long, in fact. Remember, I told you that unclaimed souls decay in the negative mirror. Well, this one should have dissipated a long time ago. Correct, Lola continues. Get used to us telling you about how much we still do not know about, well, everything. This soul seems to disappear from detection after a time. The last time we tried to open a portal to it, we ended up free-falling through the sky. Yeah, let's not have that happen again, Chase interjects. In addition to our normal mission to retrieve the soul, we also want to find out how it can exist so long in the mirror without decay, and where does it go that we cannot track it, Jonathan says. To this end, we're going to try something new. Jonathan walks over to a large machine in the center of the room. Four round crystal capsules stand connected to a series of equipment. With a few keystrokes on one of the panels, two of the capsules spin open. It is then Vincent realizes that they are meant to hold people. This is Lola and my own crowning achievement, Jonathan says boastfully. You see, a lot of this tech was already here. We assume the angels used it and there were even instructions within their computer database on how to use much of it. But this, this was made by us, huh? It allows us to send your life energy anywhere we want in an instant. It is much faster than opening a portal and can be used for quick extractions, Lola says. This technology is not new. We have had it for some time, but due to setbacks, we had to only use it in extreme conditions. But now we've worked out all the bugs, and it's ready for everyday use. Vincent stares uneasy at the capsule. It reminds him of the trapped feeling he felt when he awoke in the medical bay after touching the energy barrier outside the library. Chase can sense the growing uneasiness building up inside Vincent. Approaching him, 
He taps his shoulder to get his attention. Listen, it's all right to be scared, Vincent, Chase begins. I was scared on my first mission, and I had months of training. Just stick close to me, and do what I say, and we will be all right, okay? Chase nods in Jonathan's direction and enters one of the capsules. We've wasted enough time, Chase says. We have to retrieve that soul before it disappears, or the demonics reach it. Jonathan, keep an eye out for demonic activity. I need to know the second you pick up anything. Lola, keep a lock on us, or however this thing works. If I call for it, we will need to be pulled out ASAP. Jonathan and Lola both nod, acknowledging Chase's orders. Chase looks at Vincent and motions for him to enter the capsule. Vincent slowly steps inside. He jumps a little as the capsule spins, closing him inside. I hope you're not claustrophobic, huh? Jonathan says jokingly. I'm sending the coordinates. Stand by. Vincent looks down at his feet. His special way to try is clear doubts from his mind. He remembers hiding in the closet when his mother would have one of her bad days. Standing for hours in the dark, he would stare at his feet and think about playing outside in the sunshine. All right, stand ready, Vincent, Chase says. Here we go. Next time. Chapter 41